of uh, Super Bowl season, um, the increase in human trafficking, specifically human sex trafficking of uh, of uh, people who are who are in it against their will. And I want to end on a high note. There was a there is a local organization called the Grateful Garment uh, Project, and uh, They've been organizing um, backpack stuffing events. Uh, they did it just just a few days ago at a high school in the South Bay where they were putting together uh, packages for uh, victims of human trafficking who actually get picked up and uh, by the police. So when they get picked up by the police, they often have nothing. Um, and so um, this organization, the Grateful Garment Project, is putting together packages of, you know, warm clothes and toothbrushes and things like that um, so that when these women and and men um get get picked up um as victims of 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 human trafficking they can at least have uh some warm clothes to put on um and a little sense of of normalcy a little sense of dignity uh and uh and hopefully moving forward so in light of freedom um we got to get out of this place i got to get out of here we're going to start the common third collective coming up next i'm global val thanks for listening to women's magazine today here on mutinyradio.fm and i'll be back next week and we'll we'll get into not just the funny business but some of that ugly business uh peace y'all and remember just when your aspirations seem outrageous that inspiration is contagious peace and thank you and freedom
Uh, yeah, don't worry about that. I'll save, I'll save that. You want to just hit record on the next one? Oh, I dare you. All right. Hey, welcome. Welcome to the Common Thread Collective here at MutinyRadio.fm here. We're on the corner of 21st in Florida, right here in the Mission District of San Francisco. I'm Global Val. Of course, Diamond Dave's out there. We just did a little mic check, getting everything's ready to go. Um, I'm happy you're here to, to join us today. We're kicking off kind of a weekend or so of a celebration of Diamond Dave and all his countercultural influence on San Francisco and beyond. Uh, that's, so if you want to come down today, we're, you know, it's the open mic every Friday from 3 to 6, and we'd love to have you come down, uh, do what you got to do, do what you like to do, um, you know, play your music, read your poetry, uh, share your activism, and, uh, you know, just generally be part of the community. And uh, that's what Diamond Dave's all about. And then coming up on Tuesday, Tuesday, February 2nd, it is a Groundhog Day. Uh, but it's also a day that we're all going to be gathering at this at the main library in San Francisco over there on Larkin and Grove uh, in the Corette Auditorium, which is a lovely auditorium downstairs in the main branch of the San Francisco Public Library. Um, Richard Sandrell and Dan Brady have organized a big day to uh, to celebrate Dave and let people Diamond Dave and let people come in and uh, kind of tell their stories about how Dave has influenced uh, their lives and and and. Uh, even even you know greater greater uh, movements and things like that. So it'll be a good time, good party. That's going to be again February second from four thirty to seven thirty p.m. in the Corette Auditorium at the SF Main Library. Um, so we hope that you come on down and check it out. I'll be performing there, um, maybe telling a little hipstery of my own. And as we like to do every every Friday here, uh, just when it just seems like things are kind of crazy and it's dark and it's rainy and you're drippy and there's like so many th social problems to tackle uh, as well as your own personal ones um we like to defer to ubi Dooby whitaker who lets us know that if we keep going forward keep working together everything is going to be all right Alright, alright. 
everything's going to be all right. Thanks for tuning in to the Common Thread Collective this Friday. It's January 29th here in the year 2016. Um, hey, Dave. Good to see you today. Good to be here. Good to be at the, in the in the in the in, in the Mission District. Good to be in San Francisco. Good good to be back at city, in the city, on the planet, and in the street. And uh, and uh, we're expecting a phone call uh, very soon, a few minutes from Aaron Peskin, who's back to the Board of Supervisors after after uh, shaking the dust from his sandals and saying, I'm, go I'm going on to other things. But it, that wasn't uh, a simple twist of fate. A sim simple twist of fate was after a hard flood campaign. He managed to, uh, with the help of many people, he managed to beat out uh, Christensen, now, now Herstory, Hipstery, and I guess some history, if not history and history, certainly not. Uh, appointed by Ed Lee is gone, and Aaron Peskin is back, and he's been back for about a month, and he's going to give us his uh, his uh, take on what it's like and where we go from here. And uh, we've had the two of the candidates for board of supervisors, uh, District Nine, that's this district, David Campos is termed out. That means you get two terms and you're out, and so it's going to be a wide open fight. So we'll talk a bit about that, to talk about building a, uh, keeping that progressive majority in the city of the 11 district, 11 district supervisors in the face of all this uh, gentrification. So take it away, and we're going to dedicate the, to a, a man who I knew for many, many years, back to that summer of love days. I'm talking about uh, Paul Kantner, and I knew him about many a year or two before the uh, the founder of the Jeff Jefferson Airplane, when he and a, crew, a bunch of people that became the Jefferson Airplane used to live there, live at 440 Turk, and I used to go by, and there in the back room was, uh, there in the back room, uh, embraced and given a place, was uh, none other than the, the, the secret hero of Howell, at Ginsburg's Howell, and, uh, and Kerouac, I'm talking about Neil Casty, he was there too. So that would be, this would be hipstery. So hey, hey, so let's see what happens today. It's all yeah, we can do. It's that's, a good, that, that's enough. That's right. We're making, we're making hipstery every Friday here on the Common Thread Collective. And uh, let's let our friend Bloodflower uh, warm us up on piano. Thank you, much. Take it away, Bloodflower.
Hey, Bloodflower, so mellow. Such a good, gave a great way to bring us, uh, bring, uh, bring this stuff here in the mission. Thanks, Bloodflower. Finding that common thread, uh, Bloodflower, and letting it flourish. Well, let it flourish. So, Randy in the mission, and I know we'll be playing eventually at some time uh, the Jerry Garcia. The Jerry Garcia singing is just walking in the mission in the rain, and I've been doing just that. And uh, today is supposed to be a, well, Dan Brady is here. We'll bring him in. He can describe some of the things that are going to be happening hopefully this week. And this week, Tuesday is the next one, but that's, uh, that, but hold on to that thought because it's going to be happening. And we want to celebrate the life of uh, Paul Katner by playing some of his music because he's gone to the sky, the spirit world, the other side of the camp. Just heard it yesterday. I think it just happened yesterday. But when, he, when we think of this great ladder, that's life. When you think of this history we've been through, through when we think of the various places we've hung out, the various bohemian enclaves, enclaves that I know so well, now the Revolution Cafe. Many times Paul Katner would be there and having to bear the burden of being Paul Katner. That's Paul Katner because he's one of the luminaries. In fact, the we're just after the anniversary of the uh, human being, the, the human being, the gathering of the tribes, January, what was it, 10th, uh, 1967, in which the uh, banner was passed from one generation, the beat, uh, beat were, were, to the, this yet unnamed generation, soon to be hippies. Uh, it, said, it said, the posters said, said, uh, uh, said, said all San Francisco bands. That's where it was said, drop, tune in, turn on, drop, turn on, tune in, drop out. That's where Ginsburg was back from India, India uh, bouncing around, dressed all in white and doing his Buddhist uh, sutras. And there was uh, Paul Kantner. And I believe we got a special call. Here be, here be uh, the new, newest member, the newest member of the Board of Supervisors, a man who had retired but came back because he was needed back. We're talking about North Beach. Uh, I'm, ta I'm talking about Aaron Peskin. Hey, Aaron, are you there? I'm here. How are you doing, Dave? Oh, well, I'm doing good. It's a rainy day in the city. We'll be playing, uh, we'll be playing uh, Jerry Garcia's uh, song from the early 70s called Just Walking in the Nation in the Rain. Nation in the Rain. I remember yes. that tune. I saw him do it live. That's what we're talking about. Just walking in the Mission in the Rain. Yeah, I heard somebody call my name, turn my head around here, just walking in the mission of the rain, like I've done so many times before. And that could be the segue, like at the, what you've done so many times before. I remember. Yeah. First, and, and we want to introduce who's on the oh, phone right this now. This is Aaron Peskin. Hey, Aaron. <laughs> Supervisor member. Aaron Peskin, uh, District 3, San Francisco. Hi, Aaron. I'm, I'm Global Val here with Diamond Dave. So uh, thanks for calling in today. So and go, that, go and on. That's, thanks uh, for uh, having me on. And that's, uh, the, uh, that's Val who makes sure those are important things I don't get too excited and carried away and forget. Hey, Aaron, good <laughs> to hear your voice it's again. True. It's true. Now, I remember, Likewise. I remember the first time I uh, ever spoke to you. It was quite some time ago. It was before your first, uh, your first run. In fact, it was your first run for the Board of Supervisors representing North Beach. And the, uh, I was standing in front of it was a, it was a, anniversary for, uh, for City Lights Bookstore, and they closed off the street, and various. That was their fiftieth anniversary. That was. So we're talking about ten years ago. Is that right? 
Uh, somewhere around there, everything fades together, but yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm 78, so fades together, I know what you're talking about. I'm 78, but still up for it, still down for a round man. And we talked about the poets. I think I met your wife, who was exemplary. I said, this guy is a special dude, and his wife is really amazing, too. And yes, she is. And that's the first time that we... We, we met and I talked about those early days because I got there in 57. First stood in, fi- in front of Sea Lights Bookstore in 57. As I, after having hitchhiked from Minneapolis, hearing something was happening in San Francisco. Uh, it was an article by Kenneth Rexroth in Nation Magazine. And I said, I'm there. And I put my thumb out and soon, soon there were. And that was 1957. And, wow. the, and then you appeared uh, at, at, and sh- shook my hand and said, I'm a candidate for that, uh, that district uh, seat. I had been, I had been involved with the first district elections, with that community congress that brought about the first uh, district elections. In the 1970s. In the 70s, in the middle to early 70s. And mm-hmm. there we were, and you invited me down to do some poetry. And your first benefit was downstairs in some club just off, uh, just off Broadway. And Columbus. Good memory. Well, I got a photographic memory in some areas. I just forget some areas. Ho, ho, ho. And then you left the seat and you and uh, standing up and joining uh, uh, such folks as uh, David. This is that long ago. David Campos, now termed out. Uh, uh, John Avalos, now termed out. So it's a new ball game. You've been back for a few weeks now. And I want to get your take on it and how we can continue to maintain a progressive majority in the face of all this gentrification. I know, I know, I believe you said that, uh, that you really said sitting there, having to sit there hour after hour and after hour is not necessarily something you wanted to do, but you felt called to do it because in these grievous times, I'm talking about gentrification plus, that you felt you were needed there in North Beach to be the, the whole being greater than the sum of its parts. Is that right? Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, let me just say uh, how delighted and honored I am. Um, we uh, had a really fun, very positive campaign that really uh, stuck to the uh, message that um, this town is being torn apart by the affordability crisis. Evictions are through the roof, displacement, loss of rent-controlled units. Uh, The rents are too damn high, and uh, people really responded to that message. And now we've got our work cut out for us. Uh, In the few weeks that I've been on the board, um, we have introduced a charter amendment to uh, double the percentage of affordable housing that's required in new developments. Uh, we are dealing with the problems that are gobbling up literally thousands of units of rent-controlled housing. I'm talking about the Academy of Art. I'm talking about uh, Airbnb uh, and short-term rentals, particularly ones that are permanently taking uh, rent-controlled units or affordable units off the market entirely. I'm not talking about when somebody rents their place out for the weekend. And so I've and I've been. I mean, I've I've really uh, been delighted by uh, how these ideas have been received by the board. The board, you know, heretofore has kind of taken a turn to the right. Has become very special interests and corporate focus. And uh, I feel like there's a little bit of a new era dawning, and you're absolutely right, Dave. Um, the we've got to make sure that 
uh, in our elections this coming November that we don't have a board that is in the pocket of uh, the um, richest special interests that want to make even more and more money. Um, I'm talking about the board of realtors and what have you. And so, yeah, those races are going to happen in District 1, the Richmond, where uh, my colleague Supervisor Eric Mars turned out. And right. uh, there is a very wonderful, uh, experienced, smart person, uh, school board member named Sandra Lee Fewer, uh, who's been on the school board for two terms, uh, has lived in that district for over 50 years and raised her family there. Uh, she was born at the Chinese hospital in Chinatown. She has a lot of policy experience, a great background in working with children and their families. And in district uh, three, um, and a lot of people don't know this, I actually have to run again. I ran for a seat that only had one year left on it. So I have to run for the four year seat in November, hopefully uh, without any significant challenge. Uh, and then, as you said, in District 9, Supervisor Compos has turned out, and uh, he actually has a uh, woman um, who, like Sandy Lee Fuel in District 1, is a uh, mother, and she uh, has been working with Supervisor Compos for many, many years. She's an expert on public policy. She uh, has done incredible work on uh, health care for folks who can't afford it. Her name is Hillary Ronan. And um, then in District 11, uh, there's a race there um, to replace Supervisor Avalos with a woman named Kimberly Alvarenga, who is a political director of the Service Employees International Union versus uh, a actually another uh, union political director, a guy named Asha Safai. So yeah, there's going to be a lot to do between now in November to make sure that we have people who are independent, who believe in the checks and balances, who are willing to stand up to large corporate interests and, when necessary, the mayor's office. Um, and I am very hopeful that uh, people have had enough of displacements and evictions and gentrification and uh, incredible traffic problems and uh, you name it. So hopefully uh, we'll win some of those races. And there's uh, been, and there's been at the same time. I say that city in the city on the planet and in the street is where you find me. And uh, speaking of in the street, I'm talking about a rising movement, coalitions and coalitions of people coming together who are out in the streets, who are who are picketing at uh, every development. We have the monster and the mission. We have so many places the mind boggles in which they want to build high rise condo. Condos, uh, highly expensive uh, rental spaces, uh, with tons and tons of money, and of course we have Ed. They have Ed, Ed Lee to to uh, to look to for all of that. And at City College, where I'm a lifelong student, we've been under under fire. We've been under fire. We've been at the barricades for many, many now, many, many years. Certainly, many, many mm -hmm. months about that, and it's all connected. And I want to see now. Uh, Hillary was, uh, was right here, sitting here last week. And the week before was another progressive, uh, Edwin. Edwin Lindo. Edwin Lindo yeah. is running, right. and uh, how right. we can work that out, yeah. uh, time will tell. Right. And I'm going to be actually interviewing, uh, because I do women's magazine here at Mutiny Radio right before the Common Thread Collective.
perspective. So I'm going to be interviewing uh, Hillary Ronan and Sandra Lee Fuhr and uh, Kimberly Everinga. Uh, we're going to do a little forum here in March sometime oh. during Women's Month so that they can uh, get their get their messages uh, out. And each one will be uh, will be coming originally. Hillary is, is, is setting that up. Each one of the mothers, let's say the mothers... Uh, uh, the mothers who the mothers are going to be sitting right here too. So each month we'll have one of them as this rolls out because uh, we're not the Excellent. voice of Excellent. all of that. I'm delighted that you guys are giving them an opportunity to speak to folks and answer questions and learn what they're about. And having just run a campaign, I have to say, um, you know, the best thing that people who want to see their city saved or what's left of it saved can do is go and volunteer and spread the word and make phone calls and do all the things that actually uh, can be a lot of fun. I mean, I have to say we our interactions on the streets were really fulfilling and meaningful. And um, so, yeah, everybody should get involved in a campaign between now and November. Uh, last night we had our big volunteer appreciation celebration, and it's just so good to see all those people from – Chinatown and Polk Gulch and Knob Hill and the Upper Tenderloin and Russian Hill and the Golden Gateway all come together. It was just a fabulous thing, and I'm so thankful. And, and in my mind, gratitude. Uh, this show, it used to be back in the day, I mean, four or five years ago, six years ago, uh, the show that came about after, after this show was called the League of Pissed Off Voters. I think you know who I'm talking about. And they oh, really yeah. planted the seeds, looking back, they planted, they planted the seeds of uh, bringing together good time, bringing together learning activism, uh, bring together, have a really social social event of people finding one another, communicating with one another, and making it happen. I could see a lot of the seeds planted that were now the folks were now talking about. Uh, I remember going to Nevada uh, uh, in Obama's first uh, to, uh, before Obama ran for the first time with a group of legal pistol voters, and we went there went there because they have the caucus in Nevada, and this was at very early days and got big in this gym in Nevada City. They said, well, these guys look like some kind of hippies. We better send them to Nevada City. And uh, they were right. All these old, old back-to-the-land people who started, whose roots were back then, filled, uh, filled this gym and had a caucus and uh, and we, people would move around to side to side of the room and it ended up with Obama winning two to one and I believe it was his first victory and whatever we think now, send him on his way. And that was Nevada Nevada City, Nevada. There you go. And there well, we go, and we're still going. Absolutely, and I and I just want to say, you know, I think the progressives have a very positive message, um, and we've got a really good story to tell. The policies from the moderate and conservative side of the city have uh, been leading to massive amounts of displacement and gentrification and the creation of monoculture. I think we've got a great story to tell, and let's tell it and make San Francisco the diverse, wonderful mecca that it has been for so, so long. And with that, I've got to, uh, I'm sorry that I can't stay on longer, but uh, I got to work on my proposal to extend rent control to well, please. after 1979. Please, and uh, I just wanted to say to you, Aaron, it was good, good, to, good to see you once when you just first came in, uh, when you first uh, entered and sat down in a chair that you thought, thought you left uh, 
uh, that you thought you left. And I'd been taking uh, uh, James Tracy's class in community organizing. And a lot of the people in that class, Local 2, SSEU, and so on, were also manning those phones and also helped see to it that you got reelected. Is that right? Do you know that? That is, I have to say, the outpouring from progressive labor organization, the hotel workers, the janitors, the teachers, uh, so many, the service employees, uh, the healthcare workers, the nurses um, was really amazing, and I am honored uh, and look forward to working with them to have uh, good workplace um, conditions and adequate wages and benefits and health care. Uh, and so, yeah, we, we, they, they were all at that appreciation. And don't forget last evening. And don't forget, because I don't, I, I don't want you to fail. I know you won't. That we're, we're also adding, uh, adding artists and poets, and uh, poets. North and Beach is a good example of where it all began. 1957 is when I first walked down that street from called Jack Grant Street. Hirschman to Lawrence Trillingetti, and finally, in closing, uh, my friend Paul Kantner died yesterday. Uh, he was endorsed me in the campaign and contributed generously and as he did when I first ran 15 years ago. So I just want to dedicate your program and my appearance to the great late Paul Kantner. Hey, brother, we think alike. We already have dedicated this show to Paul Kantner. We got some music on, in fact. That's right. And with Paul Kantner, I said I had gone back. I went all the way back to the Gathering of the Tribes, the human being, uh, in uh, uh, 1967. But with the dawn of which at all San Francisco bands, and here we are still here, and the show is definitely de- dedicated to Paul. And hey, Aaron Peskin, to be, be continued. We are a voice Thank of this. Too. Send people down. Let people know that this is a voice of what's happening here and, at the grassroots. That's right. And thanks to your listeners, and you are welcome in City Hall, and you're welcome in our office. And everybody have a great weekend. Well, I'll see you there. And thank, I got thank you so much, Aaron Peskin. Enjoy and uh, the rain. as we we will, we hope everybody else does, and um, the the folks who who need some shelter get that. And uh, we we're happy to have you back on the board um, and contributing uh, to uh, Paul Kantner here because we do here at the Common Thread Collective believe in miracles. Thanks, you guys. Take good care.
I hope you believe in miracles. I know I do. A tribute today to Paul Kantner from Jefferson, well, Jefferson Starship there, but of course Jefferson Airplane before that. And uh, so we'll be playing uh, songs from from his uh, from his work, his discography, uh, throughout the show today as he has passed on and, uh, as Dave likes to say, gone to the other side of the camp. It's uh, gone to the sky, because some Native people say that. To the to the to the to uh, to oh, to to, to uh, gone to the sky, native people say that. To the spirit world, other native people say that. And to the other side of the camp, some native people say that. And some say to the sky, the spirit world, the other side of the camp. But we're we're still on this side of the camp, and so are you out there, and you'll be uh, Dan Brady. Hey, hey Dan, uh, good to see your face again. Good to see you. And so let's talk about first. I know you guys have been uh, planning something. It came to me as a big surprise, and I've been trying to lend a hand. But why don't you talk a bit about that? Well, the folks out there and the folks here, anybody listening, the guy you just heard, Diamond Dave, has been around for half a billion years, give or take a few hundred centuries. And, you know, uh, my friend Richard Sandrell said, you know, no one's uh, really given him a a real kind of official, honest-to-God recognition, and that's what we're going to be doing. We have a couple of, uh, three events actually coming up, and today is the first one where people can, we invite everybody to call and say, hey, how you doing? I remember the time Diamond Dave did blah, 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 or something, something, something. And if you got that blah, 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 you can call 415-550-0511. Let me me try again. That's right. You got it. That's right. 415-550-0511. Or uh, to say it another way, 415-550-0511. We got that. Okay. So that's, it's, only seven, it's only seven numbers. It's only seven numbers. So And Dave's been, been alive for seven plus decades. Seven plus. He's, he, you take his age and you're, he's been around eight decades. Cause, that's you know, true. 78 rounds to 80. So he's an octogenarian. Oh are getting close Just to about. it. Just about. Still, saying, still le- septuagenarian. Still saying learn to love, love to learn. This never ends. And I feel never. as long as I believe that and keep the door open and the arms open and the mind open and the heart open, we'll continue to go on the Sufi path. There I be. And that's what that's all about. So take it away, Dan. Talk about what's happening, where it's happening, and how people can lend a hand or have a good time. All or right. Both. So, yeah, so here's the story. The basic story is today, of course, is the call in. Let them know how you feel and, 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 and walk down memory lane. On February 22nd, I'm 22nd, on February 2nd, 2016, that's a few days from now, a Tuesday, Corette Auditorium, Main Library, 4.30 to 7.30 p.m. We're going to recognize his effects on San Francisco's counterculture and more. There's a whole raft of people we've invited, and we're going to have a bunch of people on stage either singing, speaking, reading. It'll be uh, a really great evening. I'll, I'll, I'll read the list of people in a moment. But uh, we're going to have a bunch. We're going to have the official city recognition, a whereas to wit and wherefore. Actually, uh, hot damn. Yeah, it's going to be the, it's the real deal. And then we'll present that and we'll be reading That's that. And everybody's going to be like giving him his all, his best. Because, you know, the guy's been here. He's right in front of me. I'm talking about it. He's not even here. He, he, he's amazing. He's a record-breaking person in so many ways oh, that they sure. stopped making records. That's why they have CDs now, because he broke all the records. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> 
So, uh, so the thing is, like today, we do the call in the Corret Auditorium Main Library. That's a hundred Larkin Street. Just in case people don't know. And it's on the lower level. It's got a lot of seats. A lot of oh seats. Oh, my goodness. And we're going to try to get them filled up. The third thing is Sacred Grounds, uh, the, the, the following day, Hayes and Cole, 7 p.m. He's going to be the guest of honor there, the main feature. We're going to get him. And if you can't get to the Corret or can't call in today, you can come there so and, and show up and, and give him what for because he's, he's a, he's, he can take everything we can dish out and then some. Yes. And Dan, I, I, I love that you've put this together and Richard Sanderell's put it together. And Richard, I know, is home today, but he actually gave us a call so he can join the conversation. There so we go. Richard, he said he would do that. Richard, you're in the room. Hey, Richard, hey, how, how are you feeling, brother? By the way, about that uh, wherefores and how comes and uh, to wits, uh, that's going to be at 2.30 at, uh, in 2:30. City Hall up uh, in the chambers. Oh, so okay. Everybody wants to go up there and uh, join him in his. Uh, oh. This. Therefores and whereases and the oh, Diamond the Dave Day uh, event. Uh, please show up at City Hall. Is uh, that is that a meeting that regular? Uh, it's not the usual Tuesday meeting, right? Uh, uh, yes, well, it is. I, I don't know. Uh, I was talking with uh, Avalos's office, and they said they were going to uh, to be uh, reading it at two thirty on the second. That's Tuesday. Yeah, yeah that's. Tuesday. So it's just before the event over at uh, the. Uh, at the uh, library. All right. Oh my goodness. Well, so those two things are happening on the same day. Well, Dave, your be- your dance card's full that day. Is that uh, get, you, get yourself down to City Hall by two thirty? I am an old man, but that's uh, is that Jeremy that you've been talking to in Evelyn's office because uh, he no, knows my it was history. Uh, actually, um, oh, uh, Francis. Yes, thank you. <laughs> was that in the last couple the, days? The old brain is not working well today with this cold. Yeah, that's no his worries. Word. So that uh, that uh, that was in the last couple days. Is that right? Yeah. It came on to me last night, and I was like, oh, I better stay home today. I don't want to be sick next oh, week. Oh, the sickness. The big time. So. I was wondering when you last talked to Francis, <laughs> is that, that uh, it told you that's happening? Yeah, 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 yeah. We sent off, off our recommendations, and they have theirs, and so they wrote it all up, and it's going to be read on 2.30 up in the chambers. Uh, you can even call Avalos offices uh, to double-check me. Um, but, yeah, that's that's what's happening. Very and, cool. Uh, Avalos is also going to be... Uh, at the um, library as well, speaking. Uh, oh my cool. goodness! Speaking oh, cool. your praises. Oh boy! <laughs> I just hope they they keep the whereas as as we wrote them because they're they're kickass. Oh, you wrote whereas. Did you did you did you pen the whereas's? Well, Dan? Richard gave had one going, and I had a few, and then before we sent them off, I polished them up a bit, um, so they should be. Uh, yeah, and they, and they were also uh, had theirs going too. So what they were doing was they were looking at all of it and fine tuning. Okay, I'd love to. Uh, yeah, that's really cool. I forgot to bring the text. I could have read it right It's a bit now. late. I should be saying it, but I'm going to say it. next week. I'd love to, uh, I'd love to, uh, uh, to add a certain Lord Buckley twist to it. Uh, like his to be or not to be is Shakespeare and the bop talk. Because that's my generation. That was the first uh, real hipsters, uh, Lord Buckley. And he could do that translation really well. And being yeah. uh, being an old hipster when we're still real hipsters, I'd love to see that. But also, I'd love to be amazed by what it is they come up, come up with when they have have Diamond Dave Day at City Hall. Is that right? Yep. Oh fuck. Ah, fuck. we shouldn't have to work that day. I'd come well, on down. Well, re- work. <laughs> work. Yeah, I'm What's not. Work? I'm not retired. Oh darn it. I know. Uh, you, what? Just you wait. You'll enjoy it. <laughs> I will. Uh, some and also someday. Uh, at uh, Dan Brady's uh, read at, um, on Wednesday at the uh, Sacred Grounds, yeah, I, I, yeah, Hayes and Cole, so 7 p.m. Too, so like these, 
and these uh, three days of events for. Uh, and I just got a. I just, Not one, but two, but three. I just got an FB fa Facebook uh, text from uh, from Jahanra's Jahanra's uh, daughter, who's uh -huh. going to be there. She's taking off work. She told me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that. And uh, she took a. And I knew her when she was a little babe in arms. Jahanra was very. I won't go into detail, but very, very close to me. And I used to be. That was my regular attendee when I was. Uh, when I was in the hate, was that when, when, when she, for many, so many for years, was was uh, the uh, was uh, the, was in the chair that you're now sitting on? Is yeah. that sitting in Dan? Over twenty years. Twenty was Jahanra, and she was the first witch I ever met, the first person who turned me on to the positive side of a coven. She was her coven. She was uh, uh, long before we had Starhawk, we had Jahanra. Yeah, Jahanra. Putting it out, Jahanra. And she was a, she was certainly a part of that scene uh, that we call the Hate Ashbury, and a highly intelligent, and amazing woman Wedgwood, Johanna yeah. Wedgwood. Yeah. And she, when I asked her, I remember going back in time inside my brain. You can do that when you're an old man. When she told me that uh, she was a direct lineage of the of the family, uh, the Wedgwood family had put out all the the uh, pottery. Oh, Wedgwoods, the Wedgwoods in England. Oh, they were the first part of, uh, of capitalism in England. Karl Marx wrote about first ones that made uh, made the pots, made uh, plates, bowls, cups, and set the standard for the Wedgwoods. Google it. <laughs> Google it. The Wedgwoods. And his, her daughter was a baby, who I then knew. The last time I really knew her is when she was an active part participant in the punk uh, rock scene. Uh, so she must be in her 40s now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does she yeah. come? Have you met her? She, she, I've met her several times. She doesn't, she doesn't come regularly because I think she lives in the East Bay. She does. But um, she, she comes every once in a while. We do a special event. Last time I saw her was when we did a, a birthday uh, honoring of, of Johanna. Well, after her passing, we, it, was like, it was a couple of years ago now. Okay, she's yeah. been passed for about 10 years. Well, amazing. Oh, my goodness. Goodness gracious. Well, go ahead, Dan. Well, I just I'm, want to let the get, people out there know some of the people who, who may well be, be, be before them in their very eyes. So um, this is not any particular order. This is the order that we have here. So Richard Ivanhoe, who hosts the On the Page, Off the Page. Which I began. E.K. Keith, who really has a really big play in the uh, Poems Under the Dome. The original Mr. Natural, the real guy that the cartoon character was was uh, was based upon. And he is actually going to show up. He tells me that, of course, there's me. Bobby Coleman, a, a really great lawyer activist. Hal Robbins, one of the greatest voices I've ever heard. Calvin Welch. Jonathan Siegel, who said yes, so that's going to be great. Richard Sanderell, of course. Someone named Valerie Ibarra. I don't know. Oh, that. <laughs> so good. That's me. That's you. Bert White, uh, <laughs> Norman Zalaya, Reverend Egg. Now, that's a person I haven't, that's going to be new for me. Yeah, that rings a bell, but I have no idea who it is. I, yeah. I'm trying to. Well, I can tell you who he is. Tell Go us ahead. who he uh, is. Richard is here. He, he's uh, part of the. Um, um, uh, he's a Buddhist and he's also a Christian, but he's also part of that. Um, oh, oh it, my brain is not working. Um, uh, it has to do with um, the ridiculous. Well, how how is part of that? Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, uh, the conspiracy of beards? No, no, it's not uh, that. It's, um, Wrong one. It's an organization. Uh, boy, I tell you. Oh, well, uh, that's good. I'm just not with it today, guys. So. It's well, okay. He'll be, he'll be able to tell us when he's there, well, right? Because yeah, I, I, I do. I want to tell you. And I want to get a little more of an idea of what's happening, because since I am uh, uh, performing, 
What are we looking for, Dan? Is this is this about more about stories? Is it about poetry and music and 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 things? What is it a combination? It's a combination. It's a combination. I think some people are going to talk about Dave. Some people are going to present something that they that they think is meaningful in that regard, or the the the, the idea of social reality changing and growing and evolving society. You know, everything that he's been in, interested in is is fair game. So I'm, there's going to be song, there's going to be poems, there's going to be storytelling, maybe a little good-natured ribbing like that. But I want I want to finish the list in case so oh, just so, like so people know who's who's going to come out there. Neil McLean and uh, DJ Rubble. Richard, you know DJ Rubble about him. Right? I do. He uh, I knew him back in Red. my radio days, and now he appears as a uh, as a joined our collective. With uh, with uh, the description announcements uh, about what's going on out there in the street, at city, in the city, on the planet, and in the street. That's rubble. All right. Then we got Tim Redman from um, Bay Guardian, uh, Judith Levy, Levy, Raymond Sender, and wh- Ramon Sender. Ramon Sender. Sorry, I, my. Oh, I, n- I I never met his father, but his father was a uh, anarchist, Spanish anarchist. Then went into exile, and he wrote uh, Seven Red Sundays, which is a story of this anarchist revolt in Barcelona. He was uh, he was he was a young man back there in the, in the in the middle of the late 30s when the Spanish Civil War was uh, oh, yeah. in Barcelona, and was part and parcel of it. He wrote that and Counterattack in Spain were two of the books of the many books he wrote, and I had written it and was really affected by it because I wanted to find out about Spanish anarchists. And I remember I was about 16. I just found the book in a uh, in a 10 cent uh, b- box in front of uh, Perrine's bookstore in Minneapolis, and I walk up reading it, I'm doing it in my own mind, dancing sideways down the ribbon of time. So, wow, this is amazing. And then I come to San Francisco, and I run into Ramon Sender. And I say, are you, kind of, are you related to him? He, and he said, yeah, he's my dad. Wow. And, and he does a uh, special event once a month or so uh, in, uh, in Noe Valley, uh, uh, a special event bringing the poets together. Bring yeah, it's the called uh, Odd Mondays. Uh, if, uh, if it's like the 11th, then they'll do something. If it's on the 18th, they don't. So it's called Odd Mondays. That's Ramon. He'll be there. I'm really... Uh, uh, that's a little bit of the history. That means we're very happy to have him there. We got all this, It's true. There's all this history, uh, history of what I've been, and people have different takes on it because they've been part of it, like Calvin and Welch and I. We're really close from the first before the first district elections when he came back from Uganda, got his degree at the University of uh, Mahari in Uganda, and then uh, was an anthropologist with one of the great interesting tribes there in Uganda. He'll be there, and we danced together politically for many years. So he'll have some history to tell. Go ahead, Doug. Yeah. Okay. So so then of course John Avalos, which we've already we already talked about a little bit, Edwin Lindo. Ann Cohen, Susanna Wedgwood, Johanna's daughter, and then Mary Jean Robertson. You want to say something about her, Richard? What? Okay, go ahead. Richard, you still there? Oh, yeah. Oh, you want me? Oh. Yeah, because yeah, I figured maybe you want to say something about uh, Mary Jean Robertson. Well, Mary Jean Robertson. Then I will. Uh, okay. Been around for, God, years and decades. Uh, she's been um, uh, doing the Native show on KPOO. Red Voices. Uh, she works with the Ohlone Profile Projects. Um, she's a mover and shaker. She's trying to. Uh, there are people who are trying to get back the uh, the uh, Indian Center here in San Francisco. Uh, so she's uh, uh, someone who's re- really goes out and does 
does, she walks the walk. So, and I know uh, her. I'm, I'm really uh, happy that I know her as well as uh, as uh, Jose Cuellar, uh, Doctor Loco. Okay, let's uh, wait for Jose. Hold that. Man who uh, I I can't say enough good about. Uh, he's a he's a professor emeritus from um, Stanford. He's been teaching uh, out at uh, State and uh, City College, um, and uh, he plays all kinds of traditional flutes. He's got the band called Dr. Loco and his rockin' jalapenos, and I'm telling you, that man plays a sax like nobody. Yeah, and he's going to be there, too. Wonderful. Well, he plays a sax so. like somebody, but let's show Mary Jane Robertson. One of the one of the things I'm proudest of, about what you're proud of, is the role I played in, in making KPOO Radio what it was, what it is, what it was, and what it is. And I believe that I was one, uh, that, that we're talking about the early middle middle 70s, let's say. Yeah. And, uh, uh, her show, by the way, is on on every Wednesday except the first Wednesday of every month. Um, the first Wednesday she's not Wednesday she's not on, uh, but she's on from six to eight all the other Wednesdays. So. And I had a vision of KPO before it was it was like a college radio station. In other yeah. words, pretty much a lot of white people. But yeah. this is community radio. <laughs> this is a time in the early seventies when it was to quote Bob Dylan, "Music in the cafe at night and revolution in the air." And also because of my my getting around what I do and so on on the side, on at the streets, I began to see people like Speedy Woods, uh, uh, Filmer Media Project, uh, people like Julio Ramirez, Prison Jail Media, and uh, Mission Media Project. And we're going to talk about uh, what Capu could become, and it became. Yeah. And uh, and I began to say, hey, well, you guys should do a show in KPOO. The Filipino community, and one was the Native American community, were part of my roots come, and uh, and that's when the show Red Voices began. Really, well, quite a time ago, uh, I'm talking about the middle 70s, and that's where she uh, jumped off, and has been on ever since. Red Voices, KPOO, 89.5 on the FM side. There you go. go. And uh, Dr. Loco, for sure. I've taken his class at City College. He's had my back, and I have his. And his wife now is uh, is uh, is the director, the head of the chairman of the board at the Bravo, and it's my Bravo Theater. It's got more, uh, more and more a place where the activists can come and have events. That's where we had the Lowriders, uh, the film coming out of Agba. Lowrider, uh, Lowriders, uh, uh, Lowrider lawyers. Oh yeah, city takes yeah. on City Hall. Yeah, and, and that's it now. It should be said, uh, Stephanie. Uh, uh, is a big part of uh, uh, Brava too. She's uh, she's the one who writes all those grants and gets all that stuff done. So uh, her and uh, uh, Jose are partners, and uh, they're they're a beautiful couple. That's true. Too. So they'll be there. That's oh, I feel so 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 humbled. Oh, I get to use that word. Humble. I feel so humble. Why not me? But in fact, these are people who's touched my life and who I've touched down to, some down to the decades, uh, that's for sure. And also, by the way, I, oh, uh, I just want to pop, pop in, we'll go right back to it, but I, uh, but uh, at the uh, Poems of the Dome, Valerie, you know this, we always have an opening ceremony by uh, Jorge, Jorge Molina, who does the Four Directions opening ceremony, am I right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you usually do. Uh, I haven't been able to get a hold of him, but what well, I've I was gotten a hold of him. Planning on doing was having uh, Mary Jean and possibly uh, Kim Shuck to, to say something. 
Well, Jorge's got... But, home. but you know, um, it's not out of the question. So. Yeah. No, it's not out of the question. In fact, let me tell you, he's going to be there around 5. That's He drives a cab, and he'll be there around 5, and I've known him since 1966. So I hope it's not out of the question. Well, Phil, I think you guys... Have, uh, I think you don't roll exactly like me, which I know everybody can be fit in. Yeah, fit we'll, in. We'll fit we'll, them in for sure because we need that four direction ceremony. Well, yeah. we do have to be out of there by. Uh, we have to close it up by seven thirty. Well, he's yeah. gonna have so five minutes, brother. Yeah, he's gonna have five minutes. We need a ceremony because it's yeah. about a ceremony, and he'll be there to do do it. Yeah. You hear me? All right. Um, I'd like to read cool. one poem. Okay. Well, let's and get then to I it. I think I'm going to go back to bed, guys. Well, All right. Uh, Good idea. Go and go this ahead, is Richard. A little bit about our past. Um, it's called Doors of L.A. When Randy Newman sings how he loves L.A., I know that place. Back, but back in 1968, the doors made L.A. feel more ominous, foreboding, more than usual. L.A. was always over the top. The doors was just the backdrop, the soundtrack. It was also the year Sympathy for the Devil by the Stones comes out, and one year since what was billed as the Summer of Love died. L.A. felt like it was in the background of the film Satyricon by Fellini, based on the book about the Roman Empire and its demise and on the movements of the 60s. It continues to speak directly now to the Usan Empire. The song, The End, is a rock opus of the end. The Christian snake ruled her empire just as Lizard King Snake was being born in Jim Morrison's mind by a photographer and image maker. The dragon snakes from Usa breathed their fire in Vietnam while the Christian snake made sure things stayed stirred up toward trouble, riots, and murders. Where the unseen war, not unseen by those who were the recipients, would soon let themselves be known in places like Alcatraz. It felt like the end, and this devil character seemed to be getting his due. They were swooning, but not the kind of swoon led by the charmers, as, and as if in a trance could be led to who knows where. Oh, the gods and the devils, they get all the press. Lucifer was introducing himself on vinyl and stage. The Stones and Jagger took him on tour. In 1969, Lucifer performed for a young black man who was stabbed to death. Uh, about the same time, the cult leader from the hate, Charles Manson, and his minions passed into the cult murders hall of fame. Life after the doors, things in the empire in L.A. continued to fight against everything, including themselves and in their own camps. Beauty hit the destruct button a long time ago, and it's just sweeping up what it had missed. And Lucifer dances. Coda. Lucifer as archetype, a metaphor, not a reality. That evil comes from us. And yes, I guess I am part of giving these characters, these gods and devils, press. Wow. Hey, Richard. Nailed it once again. And what I remember, of course, when I think of the doors, I think of another song, Break On Through to the Other Side. Yeah. Here we are. The other one. Thanks, Richard. Oh, uh, hold on one minute before you go, before you re resume the horizontal. Yeah. Dan has something else to yeah, say. Yeah, Richard, so uh, one of the other people that are going to show up is Kim Shuck, and I wonder if you would say something about her. Oh, well, uh, Kim Shuck is a, another one of these writers that's just, if you haven't ever read her work, you're, you're missing something. Uh, she is a Cherokee. She's never forgotten about the Ohlone people, the land we all live on. So most of the time when she does speak, she does speak to these issues. Um, and uh, uh, she's an artist. Uh, she does, um, um, trying to 
photograph. The bead, uh, bead work uh, is just incredible. Um, and um, I'm sure there's more good things I could be saying about her, but uh, uh, she's very kind and uh, very, uh, I think, gentle, uh, a gentle person. But she Beautiful. Can Thank you. <laughs> so that, that's pretty much what I know about her. And uh, Well, she's going to be there along with these other people. It's going to be great. As you would maybe Diamond Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm thinking of doing my son, Ubi, is going to be there. Right. And he's going to be playing his bass guitar. He's uh, He just turned 50, so that kind of dates me. Half a century, my son, he can really bass guitar. And I think we're going to be doing something together, together, father All and right, son as nice. part of it. And uh, uh, together, yeah, and together, 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 together. And we've got, I, I believe, John Rhodes is coming out to video the event. Yeah, John yeah, Rhodes. Well, also, and then... I got some other news. Uh, we're going to have two. Uh, oh, uh, good. Dan and I... Uh, went down to the uh, library just to make sure we knew where everything was laid out. And there was a guy named Richard there, and uh, he talked to us and asked him whether anybody was going to be uh, taping it. And I said, well, we've been trying to get people. but uh, So he called me, I think it was yesterday, and he wants to uh, film it. But he's filming it for the library. Okay, beautiful. Fantastic. So it'll, be, it'll be put in the library, so anybody who ever wants to see it can have access to it. The archives, How cool. Yeah. The archives... The archives, and hope they'll get a copy to uh, Doris at the Haight-Ashbury Library there in Palestry. To, to they can add it to what they just as Chinatown as Chinatown stuff. Uh, North Beach Library has Beatnik stuff, and at the Haight-Ashbury Haight-Ashbury Library they have the archives of the Summer of Love. So yeah, there you go. There we go. There we go. There we go. And, we and be here going. we are. And you'll be the right, library well, guys, lady. Uh, She'll be coming. Thanks in for remembering Paul Krasner. Uh, uh, he was one of the one of the guys I liked in that group. Um, so uh, he's gone to the other side, and yeah. he's in the other camp now. So. Yeah. so Richard, thanks for all you've done. Please feel better. I don't want to exhaust you. I have to say humbly, humbly, I didn't know. But by the time I found out this was happening, you were already doing it. Yeah. And, and I'll be there. <laughs> and uh, also, uh, one of the things, maybe one of you put on the fire, which was surprise guests. Yeah, we, we're there. There's other people who are in the they're dark horse candidates, as it were. So please be, be we're open ended. We have, you know how I roll here. Nobody goes yeah. away mad. Nobody goes away sad. Everybody goes away glad to do what they came to do. Yeah, so I believe think, flexibility uh, is the for, key. Uh, filling in for me, uh, we were both going to do this today, and I uh, just got home last night, and I knew things were not right. So, but uh, but we both did. Thanks to the magic of uh, social media. Thanks to the magic of the, all this magic coming together. Because hey, Richard, you might be home. Hopefully, being comfortable. Hopefully, drinking a cup of tea, and uh, also right here, streaming around the planet. Thank well, you, Richard, brother. I love you. For me. I'm sure they're all there today. All Heck right. Yeah. All right. All okay, right, Richard. Bye, thanks, for be being a, thanks for being a part of it, Richard. So, I mean, you, you, it's a good thing. Stay home, stay warm, and, uh, you know, Get call in. Uh, Fantastic. Lemon, lemons and oranges, Richard. Yes, and, and cranberries. And yeah, yeah, cranberries. And all that. And blueberries. Right, Hot fluids. Okay, take care, take care. Hey, Richard, uh, enough said. So good to hear your voice. Hey, uh, hey, Diane, uh, is there more you want, more other folks, or anything you'd like to say? Well, yeah, there's, uh, the other thing, uh, um, there's three other inputs here um alley cat books modern times bookstore and adobe books are all um providing 
support in various ways. They 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 they're letting people know. Also, Avacha, if any people people know Avacha, she's oh, yeah. putting out the word on her radio station, and Mary Jean also is is making note of it Lovely. and her program. And Avacha and I and Chata. Who's now gone? You can see an amazing mural dedicated to her right up here at Van Ness and Twenty uh, Fourth. Check it out. That'd be Chata. Because back in the day, we're going. Uh, I'm old enough to say back in the day several times over. She was. She had a show right after mine on KPOO, and now she has her mural. I have my mural too. And uh, but I'm still here at Twenty uh, First. Is it? Yeah, Twenty First and uh, uh, right there in the corner of Valencia. I'm there with uh, with the. Uh, uh, with uh, the Jack Michelin, the great it's a street underground poet, who is the street poet, he's hovering over me like a ghost. But uh, <laughs> that's Chata and Avacha. I love you, Avacha, and I knew her way back then. Go ahead, brother. All right. So I was wondering, um, just just to recap for the people out there. So three events today, of course, the call in. Tuesday, uh, 4.30 to 7.30, Corvette Auditorium Main Library. And then uh, Wednesday, the 3rd, at Hayes and Cole, 7 p.m., that's where he's going to be. Mr. Dave will be there or and not being square. So those are the main things. There's uh, connections through me on Facebook, through Diamond Dave on Facebook. And um, if you want an email address, this is the one you can use. It's the word honoring, H-O-N-O-R-I-N-G, then dd at yahoo.com. So it's honoring dd man here at yahoo.com richard set that up so he can get people to send him messages should people want to send messages about this event in particular and um i was going to read a couple of poems if that's okay please do all right so um to make a very long story short the book that i put together is finally out <laughs> i mean i have a copy of it that has no mistakes that i can find it it's out and it's in your hands and it's in my hands what's it called it's called insight to riot <laughs> Nice. So, so people out there are hearing that they're kicking themselves for not naming their band that. I know it's Citra. Good one. Poems Good one, for a change. So um, let me just find what I want to do here. What the heck? I had it all organized a moment ago, and now. Oh, I know that story. It's just like what happened. All right, so here we go. Okay, I I knew the pages. I know them well. Yeah. You and you and I are here. both teachers, Dan. We understand that. Like, wait, I was just organized. I just. I, what? Where did that paper go? Just a moment ago. Hold on, hold All on, right. everybody. Hold on. <laughs> hold All on. Right. Learn patience. Patience first. All right. So this is um, called worlds. I mean, I'm, I'm going to do three because okay. there's a theme. Okay. Please do. So this is worlds. This is what we get. Uh, should we make the changes necessary or a reason why we should make the changes? Oh, my friends, there are worlds and good ones, beautiful worlds so wondrous and full of marbles as to make one weep. There are worlds where peace is all there is and nature is let to run rampant. The verge is rank with skies and seas full of life. Animals who see your soul's light with hearts innocent of fear or rage. There were worlds gowned in clouds of delight, graced with rivers of love where ranges upon ranges of emotional peace rest under the glowing countenance of their moons dancing in the firmament. Worlds such as songs are made of, as epic poems might suit, where painters upon an overlook could gaze at a life's work set before them, where God 
is happy. Life tame, and where we'd all be glad to be, were we there instead of where we are, dazed and confused by our own earthly illusions, I say forsake fight and flight. Let go of want, our past, histories of unending sorrows, poor reasoning, and martial drums. For there are worlds, this poor, poor scribbler asserts, no artist could hope to convey without a proper preparation, a long, long, restful life of enjoyment, a million-year picnic. Then they could provide a semblance of one such world. So I tell you, this is a magnificent universe, well-made and fit for who but us or those of our kind. It is like the mystical Ganges with its endless beaches where each glowing sand grain is a full repository of galaxies strung like beads set in a glowing firmament of stardust. So there are worlds. And then there's us and our longing, our song, so profoundly deep and unending that even this grand universe and all of its works couldn't possibly contain it. Still pond, in reflection, fireflies circle the moon. That's, I ended it with a hike. <laughs> lovely, lovely. I like the thousand-year picnic. The old school, the real poets, the Shelleys, the Bryans, Lord Byrons, the English poets, that poetic tradition, Dan Brady, them some shoulders you're standing on. Always yeah. so good to hear you. All right. So uh, this, this next one is... Um, well, I was going to do something that's awful, but I'm not going to do something awful. I'm no, going to do something. Keep this at a rainy day. We want yeah. to keep on the positive side. All right. Of life. So this is this is the po- This is another positive one here. It's called Hope, and it was written around Christmas time. I don't know, a bunch of years ago. Anyway, Hope. The house was empty. I was eating cold beans, rice with salsa, and sliced avocado. It hadn't been the best of days. There were troubles at work. I had some of my own, and those were of the world overshadowed these. So I tuned in the airwaves. In the blink of an eye, a goddess of the air was asking, What are you grateful for? Call in. Let me know. Mm -hmm. I was struck. The very idea, what was I grateful for? Stirred and disturbed, a rising maelstrom of unease caught at my breath. I stilled, braced, an upwelling of force, heat. My heart strained, my eyes brimmed, overfilled, and those precious jewels poured forth. My silent reply to her was for hope. Hope was what I was thankful for this Christmas season, without cause, pause, or reason. A simple joy of the breast, which soothes and warms, as does a yule log glowing in its hearth, mantled as it is. And, mantled as I am, I harbor hope, with so little reason, in fact with none at all. Hope, the still peace of which the soul sings in strains so sweet. Hope, flying in the face of hard-nosed facts or the perceptions of the mind's simple eye. And it doesn't matter if it's only you or I who harbor this delicious source. 
Were it even so, it would be all the more worthy a treasure, such a rare gift of heaven's breath. It illuminates the transcendent cause or rule, and hope is the evidence of things not seen, the bird that thing sings while dawn is still dark. And it's what I was thankful for, even though it seemed of no use, when there was no apparent path, no solution, answer, or resolution, when nothing provided surcease of my heartache. Hope needs no evidence. It is the evidence. Hope needs no cause. It is cause enough. Hope can provide where nothing else will, for it needs nothing, is nothing, and takes nothing while giving it all away. It's as timely as your next wish, no farther away than your next breath, and intimate as each and every heartbeat must be. Hope, dear friends, hope is what I was grateful for, and that's what I would have told her if I could have gotten through on that lone low, wintry day. <laughs> hopefully, hey everybody, hopefully, here we are. Speak about hopefully, here he comes with his... Flowers of hope. His flowers of hope. <laughs> flowers his, of love. Uh, his, his flowery club, like a caveman coming in, but not a club that I'm talking about James Elias. Yeah. That was good. All was right. It. So this is for those poets out there. I know there's poets out there. <laughs> hopefully... All Hopefully, right. give us another, James. All right. And then we got the Present. library ladies waiting in the wings. All right. Thanks. Then, then, yeah. then, then I'll clo close with this one. It's called yeah, yeah. On Poetry. All right, Dan Brady. Like metaphysics. Give it. Yeah. Poetry leaves no vacancy, no stone unturned, as it were, no space unexplored, no assumption untested, no theory is let to rest simply upon its laurels. Truth is not shy. So you may as well get over it right now and surrender to the inevitable. Let the loving experience of everything there is, from the rich mantle of life coating our wondrous globe to the vast glittering mysteries set in the jet of its surround, come to you gently in your dreams into your heartfelt soul. You see, in every breath you exhale or child spoonful of soil, there is, in truth, something universal, something of God, and so something of you. Likewise, cup your hands and take up seawater. In such a universe are endless dancers cavorting, who, drunk on life, have found that this is all there is to need. They do not need intelligent reasons to revel. They do not need to know what sanity is. And, of course, love is ever on their minds. Although we cannot see those partiers, hear their music going on 24-7, 365, they are there and pumped up with ecstasy. There are, then, no empty spaces, no place where there is only darkness. There is no loneliness to those who, clear of eye, sound of soul, and who, so in love with love, as to joyfully laugh even at death's extremities. And this, this takes us back to the very beginning. Poetry, my friends, leaves no vacancy, no heart untended, no love withheld, and no tear to fall alone. There you go. Dan Brady. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Hey, Diamond Dave, ladies and gentlemen, three celebrations. Wow. Wow.
That was, humble, that was beautiful. Humble. Thank you. But given uh, who I am or how I roll, I hope there's some time for some spontaneity. I really want the best thing. There's a time so I can, uh, if I want to put my two cents in, yeah. when these people coming from various parts of my life tell their stories, I can add my take on things. So I want to keep it flexible, open, and also... Uh, and also, we're talking about being a uh, player. Well, you didn't mention Trio Cambio. They're going to be definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah. our house band. Too. They're gonna, yeah. I think they're going to close it up, right, maybe, with a song. That's Let's... probably in the works. I mean, I... Well, yeah. all yeah. Are flexible. Things are flexible. Things are flexible. Yeah. Flexible, but, but just like the Poems of the Dome, it's one of those things where we got to keep going because when the city says you can have this room or... We can, uh, you know, when they say you got to leave, we, we do, you know. So we'll, flexibility is key for sure, but... Uh, There'll be there'll be an end, there'll be an expiration date on this. Yeah, they'll, they'll be there. But then there's always Wednesday night at Sacred Grounds to continue. Yeah, if yeah, anybody, yeah. if could, you don't make it there, you can come to Sacred Grounds well, on Wednesday and and give the guy what for. <laughs> yeah, and and be part of the open mic too. We'll be going around. Uh, I don't ask for donations, but uh, donations are accepted for sure. Just to keep us going. Just uh, go. Uh, just joking, or am I not? But anyway, I got. We got Paul Kantner. Yeah, somebody we're gonna we're called, gonna play some. Somebody just called to me and said, "Do you know Paul Kantner died? Oh, can you do something to the show?" I said, "We've already dedicated the show to Paul." That's right. So hey, right. Paul, take it away. That's Library right. lady, come on in. All right. All right. And thanks, Dan Brady. And again, come on out to the Corette Auditorium. That's at the main library here in San Francisco Tuesday February 2nd 4:30 to 7:30 p.m. Uh, for this uh, kind of big performance event uh, to uh, to talk about Diamond Dave and here we are actually I'm gonna on the on the tail of uh, Dan Brady reading a poem I'd like to read a poem as well and uh, then we'll play a little more from Paul Kantner uh, drift and rainbow are getting up we're going to be ready to roll it's time for a little right, live so music they'll be doing it all right so go for it great come on so in, yeah sister. rainbow and drift get ready library lady come on in and we'll be moving right along moving right along so here's a, a poem because we're talking about tributes to dave and i don't know what i'm going to do on tuesday so it's a surprise for all of us but i i read i'm going to read this poem now that i actually called in to this very show with um, just about two years ago. Actually, I called in. It was Valentine's Day, and I was in the hospital, and uh, and I was uh, having all sorts of wild healing dreams and stuff, and um, and so I, I decided to call in and uh, and read this poem. So this is from uh, February fourteenth, twenty fourteen. My eyes flutter closed. A textured red wallpaper moves with me, but on its own, I see carpets of cells swelling in passing yet intricate moments. I see inside where the healing lies and the darkness dies. To these moving quarters, I send love and I see light. If I could animate it, it might be frightful, roving monsters and coyotes' eyes. But such is the rest that carries me to healing. They're not here to steal my heart, but to heal my very being. I cannot have fear so much as respect for what I am seeing and for what they are doing. My regeneration isn't about living out some predestined suggestion. It's all about loving every gift that comes, every ounce of healthy love. So as this love comes in this deep breathing stream of dreaming, I'll look to what's bright and real and true.
Crown of Creation, Jefferson Airplane, a song written by Paul Kantner, who passed away just yesterday. And uh, I, I, f- I feel like that song's kind of an, an anthem. I had to kind of stand up in the middle of it because it's just so uh, tingly. Um, it just is. It just is. Um, love. Grew up listening to Jefferson Airplane. Um, I read Grace Slick's uh, memoir quite a few years ago uh, about some, of course, all their wild times and stuff. Um, so uh, a definitely a San Francisco band, San Francisco Sound, and uh, we are a San Francisco radio station. You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. We're here at the corner of 21st and Florida Streets in the Mission District, and uh, here with Diamond Dave. We're talking about paying tribute to Diamond Dave, who's sitting next to me right now, but for, uh, for being uh, a, a, a common uh, thread yourself uh, in this big fabric of uh, society and the counterculture, and the countercultural movements um, throughout the the decades here in San Francisco. So let me answer that, Dave. Why don't you talk to? Uh, we've got the library lady here. Welcome back. Oh, hi there. Um, speaking of San Francisco, I feel like Dave, you kind of bring so many people together every week. Our different ideas, our different histories, and I'm here to announce an event that combines San Francisco history with Native American history, and I know you're interested in both and you have a lot of knowledge about both. John Trudell, who was one of the leaders of the movement to occupy Alcatraz. And occupy the planet. Reoccupy the planet. Well, he passed away. He and did. there's going to be a big event Saturday, February 13th at Mission Branch Library, which is pretty close to here, 24th Street near Bartlett, right near Bart also. It'll be Saturday, February 13th, 12 to 3. Trudell was a key figure in the the United Indians of All Tribes occupation of Alcatraz from 69 to 71. He was an activist, author, poet, and musician. This tribute will combine all of that There's going to be recordings of his conversations during the occupation on the radio. It was called Radio Free Alcatraz. That's right. There will be an opening ceremony led by an elder who was a participant of that occupation. There will be the blessing of the four directions by Antonio Chavez and Jorge Molina. Jorge. Our poet laureate Alejandro Murguia will be there. He will read his poetry. There will be many other poets. There will be American Indian Dance with Eddie Madrill and Pomo Dance by the Red Road Dancers. I think there's going to be a lot more than what's on the list. That Saturday sounds like an amazing event. You said that Saturday, February 13th from 12 to 3 p.m. at the Mission Branch Library? That's right. If you Google it, it's called Heart Jump Bouquet, The Life and Poetry of John Trudell. Oh, so beautiful, so needed, so glad to be there. I'll be so glad to be there. And we have a few... uh, a few Fridays between then and now. So let's put something on by John and any of these folks. Are you involved in the organizing of this? 
Well, no, my um, co-worker who's an artist and a longtime library employee who's now a librarian up with us on the second floor reference desk, his name is uh, Ramon Hernandez. Ramon Hernandez. He grew up here in the city, spent a lot of his time here in the neighborhood, in the mission, and um, he is the main uh, contact for this event can call the library mission branch 355-2800, ask for Ramon, or leave him a message, and um, he will respond to any inquiries um, about the event. And will you uh, uh, tap him on the shoulder next time you sing side by side there at the library, perhaps, uh, and tell him that uh, this uh, the Fridays from now on, from now, now to then are open, and uh, will they... Uh, well, he's welcome to come through. I'd love to see him. Mm -hmm. And anybody who we'd like to call and say, why don't you come through and talk about this event on uh, on uh, uh, on uh, Mutiny Radio, on the Common Thread Collective, mm -hmm. or Finding That Common Thread, and so keep it going on. Could you do that? I think that's a great idea, Dave. The other thing I'd like to suggest is perhaps reaching out to um, the people that um, that. Aaron Peskin mentioned that are working on putting together a new Native American center here in the city. Uh -huh. They've been meeting now over in in Western Edition at the African American Arts Complex in Divisadero. They have a meeting uh, tomorrow. It tends to be last Saturdays in um, of the month. Last Saturdays of the month. And it's uh, just the American Indian Center. Why well, do you uh, do you called. go to those meetings? It sounds like you might. I haven't been yet, but uh, we do have a flyer, and I think Ramon's going to try and try and drop by tomorrow, and I uh, will mention it to oh, them. But yeah, please talk to Ramon, and he can take it there because we got a lot, we got our fingers out in a lot of places, and right. uh, we're looking for people who will represent, and uh, and everybody's welcome that this is happening, and it'd be everybody's show. So come on through. That's right. And the other part of Occupy is that we're still, we want to occupy our city or in our towns and our neighborhoods. And, That's, uh, and for sure. And because we all live here. And this be the airwaves. And the biggest irony in all of the irony. things that are going on now is that the people who were here first, the Native American tribes that were here, are still asking for so little, but first that we take care of the land that we were given by creation and by them personally to our ancestors who arrived here in many which ways. And then also the irony that some people took over some land up in Oregon and said that it was theirs, but the Paiute tribe already had claim to it. That's and right. they never took it over with the guns and said, give it back. They're still asking us to take care of it, and very, we're not. Very. And Malcolm Margolin, we'll just end with this. Uh, speaking of library, uh, Malcolm Margolin, uh, go to the library. Malcolm Margolin has a book called The Alomi Way, which is the story of the Alomi people. Their visions, what it was like here in the Bay Area when it was fruitful, when it was uh, a feast just to live here with the bears, with the eagles, 
the hawks with the shellfish. There's still the shellfish mounds going for mile after mile along the bay. And it's a book I'm recommending. Uh, I've always recommended. Since I read it, I say this is a book to recommend. It's called The Alomi Way by Malcolm Margolin. It's certainly on my list to get him in here. He's an older guy now. He's an old guy now, pretty much like me. And to see if we can talk about that. It can be a to be continued. So, hey, thanks for coming. And uh, Thank talk you, Dave. Thanks for everything you do for us. And well, I just want to say pleasure, that you're literally. one of those people that also tries to remind us to take care of the earth and take care of each other. And take care of one another, for sure. Hey, Ravel. Yeah, thanks, library lady. I'm looking forward to that event, the John Trudell uh, tribute. And so I'm going to play some some music, actually, from John Trudell. Um, since the Good since idea. the event that you were speaking of um, is called Heart Jump Bouquet, the life and poetry of John Trudell, I'm going to play a track uh, called Poetic Motion from the album Hump Jar- Heart Jump bouquet from John of John Trudell and Jessia Davis. Beautiful. Every way, every day turns. Some say our fates are sealed. Anyway, the candle burns. The harvest is the yield. She isn't Barbie, but she's had her chance at last. She isn't hard, but she knows difference some streets make. She isn't easy, but she's taken long search looking for love. She isn't young, but she's not as old as she feels at times. She isn't old, but she never got over being young. She isn't running, but she's seen the rough in world too tough.
John Trudell. So go on a heart jump bouquet. Go on out to the um, Mission Branch Library on February 13th. That's a Saturday uh, from 12 to 3 p.m. Uh, for the life and poetry of John Trudell. Sounds like it's going to be an amazing event. Thanks, Library Lady, for coming in with your updates. Um, as usual, it's always a pleasure. And back out here in the studio, we've got our friends uh, Rainbow and Drift. They're up there at the microphones, patiently waiting. And uh, we'd love to have you sing a couple songs. Hey, all our friends are coming up today. Mona Lisa and Cisco Kid just showed up. Very cool, very cool. And our friend who brings in the, the food, the free food. What a, what a great day. Happy Friday, everybody. Um, so Rainbow, uh, you guys are, are all set up out there. Please give us a couple songs. Maybe do I need to turn up the do I need to turn up the uh, stereo out there? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Raise your hand if you can hear me. Mona Lisa can hear me. All right, good. Just making sure. So uh, yeah, Rainbow and Drift, we're ready for you. Yep. Anytime you want. All right, the time is now. Go for it. I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Are we ready, Dave? Okay, hey, I want to welcome... Uh, like to welcome your friend and mine, uh, Bloodflower, on the melodica. This is called If the Bomb Comes. There's a sweet girl Someplace in this world
dying Give us a B selection. I know, as you probably know, as I know, you know, I know, and so on. It'd be nice to come up on a, on a higher, on a higher note, a more positive note, hey, a positive note, saying life is indeed live, worth living. One. It's called uh, "If Love Is a Light, Let It Turn Yon." Baby, I love you with a love that is true. But there's a correlation between pleasure and pain. I feel so good that I feel so bad. Wake up glad that I retire sad. You know I'll even kiss the earth you walk upon. Wisdom really blows my mind And your lips are like strawberry wine But if I promise to make you smile Can I stay with you for just a while? You know I'll even kiss the earth Love is a light, let it turn 
Thank you so much for letting us play here, man. It's been really groovy. Yeah. Love it. Oh, uh, you make it groovy, Rainbow. Thanks for bringing what your groove, and thanks Drift and Bloodflower for, for jumping in on the collaboration. And we're uh, we're talking about dropping the big one. Classic. Oh, but oh, but Jen, then you come up with what's called the saving grace. In fact, uh, that which we love is a light. Let it turn you on. And I'm looking about who do I see? Somebody I go back with to the time, I mean, some years ago it is How Time Flies, when we were doing On the Page, Off the Page at the Haight-Ashbury Library. Uh, that's where I first laid eyes on Garrick Murphy, Garrett Murphy. And he's coming through, and he comes through each and every week with his ironic kind of satire, dry wit, humor that, he, that I learned to appreciate so well. Garrick, welcome to, uh, welcome to Common Thread Collective. What brings you here? Well, I just wanted to. That's fine. He's, he's good. He sounds fine. You sound fine. Talk in there, right there. Yeah, I just wanted to show, to show my, show my appreciation to, to what you've done. You've been one of my foremost, foremost supporters and, and influences in the poetry scene. Are you talking to me? Yes. Well, I put it out there. They can't see me. There's no vision. Yeah, the words, all they're hearing is our words. What's happening visually, not yet are we able to be streaming live. Well, go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I'm just here to show, show my appreciation. Well, one way to show the words to read something. Do you have something you could, you could read? I, have a, I think I may have a couple of things. I don't... Okay, read a couple of things. Uh, we want to make sure now the, the appreciation, I get the appreciation of the words for is that I'm able to. I want to be able to. My idea of success that nobody goes away mad, nobody goes away sad, everybody goes away glad, able to do what they came to do on these hours from three to six, three hours on a Friday, summing it all up and going on from here on this plateau. So welcome, Garrick, and give us some words that I know you do so well. <clears throat> yeah, well, this piece is called Addicted to Crackdowns. Do you have a craving to punish simply because you can? Do you desire death penalties for looking out of the ordinary? Does the notion of collective punishment send you into ecstasy? Do you crave fantasies of maximum security prisons for accidental littering? If any of the above describes you, you may be addicted to crackdowns. But not to worry, we have a brand new group for you, Crackdownies Anonymous. And you need not worry about exposition of your identity on the part of our organization. Of course, we cannot assume responsibility for your identity being revealed by your own blatant acts of your addiction. Crackdownies Anonymous is especially recommended for bosses, parents, police, judges, prosecutors, presidents, governors, school superintendents, principals, and administrators of all stripes, and anyone else drunk on their authority. Crackdown addiction is not easy to overcome. They needed an almost sought after and popular addiction by far, having long surpassed love addiction in its appeal, and food addiction in its difficulty to overcome. Other addictions trail far behind. Crackdown is anonymous is still in its infancy, hence studies have yet to be completed concerning its effectiveness. However, the time is long overdue for an organization such as this. Our prisons, shelters, and asylums are for far too many casualties of crackdown addiction. And there are many casualties out on the street as well. And you may already be one of them. Never mind knowing one. Join Crackdownies Anonymous. Crackdown on Crackdowns. <laughs> nice. Nice. Very appropriate. 
Very timely. And I always appreciate your dry wit and where you're coming from. Uh, Garrick, you'll be amazing. Give us one more, will you? Yeah, let's see. Um... This is called a Saint's Rules for Satire. A Saint's Rules for Satire are as follows. No mocking of the race. No mocking of the sex or the sexual. No mocking of breast size. No mocking of tall folks or mocking of the small ones or in between even. No fax jokes or skinny jokes or medium jokes. No young or old or middle-aged ribs or eye-color jokes. Be it brown, black, blue, green, or gray or all others. You must consider the ones about eyeglasses for Bolton, of course. Likewise, the ones about those with contacts and those with no glasses or jokes or of any type of color of hair or no hair to boot and nicks on the ones about the voice and push aside the ones about accents and lifts and speech impediments. Be gone with the ones about dyslexia or allergies and freckles or relations, any type of illness. Do say nothing about the amputees and the challenge of all kinds. Know nothing about shoe size, birth date, birth order, birthplace, or class of birth, heaven forbid, size or look of any body part, no this or that or any much more. Now what in the world you may want to scream? Can you mock you darn saint? You who claim to know all about this stinking satire? Well, I fear that your options as far as satire are very much limited, or is it confined to things that are done of one's very own and chosen free will? Uh, yeah. Free will. Hey, Garrick, so glad to see you. Free hey, will. Yeah. Exercise your... Yeah. Hey, Garrick, exercise your free will. And coming down here, we'd be here each and every Friday. You're always welcome, brother. Well, thank and you And I appreciate much, what you do and have for many, many years. And I... And we've both seen yeah. each other grow gray... Gray, gray, but we still keep on going. That's, is that a book of yours? It is a book of yours. Really unfortunately, I don't have any current ones, but I, but there, I do have a novel, Yang, but Yin, and a novel called Now Showing, of which the first piece I read is on in there, and yeah. there's a new one out called The Ugly Salon and Other Stories, which is five short stories. How can people stories. find that? They're currently on Amazon. I'm still yeah. waiting to get some copies. On my own. Okay, well, Garrick, uh, let me uh, issue this offer then. Come on through, read from your stuff, and let people we let people know that the books are available and how they how they can be found, and how they can continue with Garrick. Uh, Garrett. Garrett. Oh, Garrett Murphy. It's Gary Murphy. Is it G A R R E T? T-T. Two T's, right? Okay, Garrett, two T Garrick. Two R's, two T's. Yes, Garrick. Two Garrick, how they're and available and how they can be fine, so come on through. Cool. I know you have a regular series of stops. Make this one of them. Is that right? Yeah, I'll do my best. I'm, I'm in the East Bay, so it's a little hard to get to, but, I'm, but I'll do my best to. We yeah, we appreciate you coming through. I'm glad you came through today to kind of kick off this uh, Diamond Dave tribute weekend. And actually, if we're going doing a little hipstery as Dave likes to do, I the first time I ever read poetry in public um, was at on the page, off the page at the Page Street Library, where Dave, you were hosting uh, the open mic there. And I remember Garrett Murphy was there uh, doing his poetry, and uh, it's, it's vivid in my mind. So I'm really happy that. Garrett came through today because I love I love I love his work, love your work. We're now reading another chapter. Oh wait, I think we have. Oh well, let's call. read another but chapter. Anyway, no, no, we'll get a, we'll open we'll I answer the phone later. Sad, All right. All right. Okay, here be James <laughs> is going to be reading his cha- another chapter. What's the story, Bloodflower? I need a mic. Ah, we'll get you a mic. We'll get you a mic. Thank you. All right. Um, but your mic's on, uh, James. Hold on a well, second. Well, wait. Well, I need, oh, I need Bloodflower because. Yeah, we got the... Okay, James Ellis is the man. He's got the mic. 
Okay. All right, is everything under control now? Okay. All right. Thanks, everybody, for working Thank together. You, All right. Go Thanks. for it, guys. Hello. My name is James Conrad. Uh, this is my book here, uh, Zordo Cleans House, which is available on Amazon.com. And um, it's basically an indictment of institutionalized racism. Uh, basically shows that when you treat a person as an enemy, you create an enemy. And basically... Um, it's about an, a guy accused of murder who becomes a murderer. And so now we come to episode 53 of Zordo Clean's House. By three in the morning, Zordo and Casey were sharing a large plate of fries at a diner in Santa Cruz near the beach. All of a sudden, the guest seated at the counter pointed to the television mounted to the wall, which had cut to footage of a burning house. Whoa, he gasped. Turn that up. Little by little, the heads in the diner turned to the screen. Firefighters in San Jose are working to contain a blaze in the 2300 block of Lansford Avenue, which is believed to have started at approximately 2.35 this morning. Keeping a stiff upper lip, despite trembling a little with anxiety, Casey glanced at the screen, then looked at Zordo, who stared ahead, remorseless, deadpan, cool, and untroubled. Seeing the waitress, he signaled for her to come to the table. Did you need anything, she asked, with a dutiful smile and a solicitous, cordial sparkle in her eyes. I'd like a container for the fries and the check when you get a chance, said Casey. Certainly, said the waitress. Thank you very much, folks. That was episode 53 of Zordo Clean's House. Tune in next week, same time, same mutiny station for it. Uh, before I get off stage, I would like to say for our listeners out there, uh, we enjoy that you uh, have been downloading the uh, podcasts and everything. And for those of you listening worldwide, uh, we'd like for you to know that Mutiny Radio relies on um, support of its listeners to continue. And uh, if you are interested in supporting uh, Mutiny Radio, uh, please send a dollar or more in the form of a check or money order made out to Mutiny Radio. And the address is 27. 8121st Street, San Francisco, California. What's the zip code, folks? 94110. Thank you very much. So, again, that address is 2781 21st Street, Santa Clara, uh, San Francisco, California, 94110. And make it out to Mutiny Radio. Thanks a million. <laughs> right on. Hey, thanks, James Conrad. Very cool. Zerto Cleans House, episode 50. Three. He's cleaning house. Um, and thanks, Bloodflower, for playing along on the piano. Uh, we're happy here at Common Thread, the Common Thread Collective every Friday from 3 to 6 uh, to be a voice, uh, be a, an, an amplifier for voices, um, spreading the word. And uh, we're back here in the studio, Dave. And uh, I think we have the Rainbow we, Madonna on. Is that we right? do have Rainbow Madonna. She's on the line. Hi, welcome. Thank you. I've, I'd like to play a song today and then um, give an update. So the song is 
called Hands of Light, Winds of Change. It was written in Mount Shasta in about 1991. Here we go. Challenging times. 
I will be honest, part of the joint efforts by Dr. Rima and her team and WBM's Fukushima Solve Slope Save Life on Planet Earth mission, Wednesday, February 3rd, between 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please join us. To listen to the show, please either go to healthfreedomportal.org or direct to AmericanFreedomRadio.com. The Utopian Reality Fukushima Solve Slope Team will be regularly featured on these Wednesday shows from 6 to 8, leading up to American Freedom Radio's March 9th Fukushima 5th Anniversary Program, which will be a four-hour event. Call in to the caller line is 218-339-8525. For more information, please visit the White Buffalo Nation Facebook cause page. And to donate to the cause, please go to our GoFundMe slope page, Save Life on Planet Earth page, at GoFundMe.com, KW5QP8ZG. And I welcome somebody to be the first donor. We just got the page up, and we're very happy. Funds coming in are going to the solutions. We are not taking salaries. Thank you very much. Namaste. Next week, if Dave and Val can put up with me, I'm going to have some people help me read from um, five minutes' worth of our poor George comedy, which is about George Washington um, getting time travel to the present to help in the hemp liberation movement and to save the world from um, the New World Order. So thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Hey, hey Rainbow thank Madonna, you. to be continued, <laughs> that's for sure. Always good to have your your segment coming all the way from Nevada, from the White Buffalo Nation. Hey, sister, now hear me. Uh, hear me. Hey, Mona Lisa, so good to see your face. What are you about? What you got going on? Hi, Diamond Dave. Hi, Val. Hi, Mona Lisa. <laughs> Um, it's so great to be here. Um, I just thought that maybe I'd mention a couple things that are going on right Go now. Go for it. Current events, the green feminist perspective on that. Um, uh, we were just talking about, Val and I, about the the Super Bowl coming to town. Have you heard about that, Val? Oh, yeah. I was talking about it all uh, uh, during Women's Magazine today here. It'd be a regular, uh, regular theme as uh, events, uh, big events, uh, worth earth-shaking big events, people standing up, resistance, it becomes part and parcel of what we're about. The uh, The Super Bowl is coming, is that February 2nd? Um, yeah, I got a, an in- invite on Facebook. Well, tell us, what yeah, you got? Yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's actually, it's an invite from broke-ass Stewart. It's called the Super Bowl Protest Tackle Homelessness. Um, it's Wednesday, February 3rd at 4.30, and it says it's meeting at 1.41. 141, 40, I don't know, the embar- Embarcadero, is that Sinbad? That's it, that's the, that? that was going to be the gateway to Super yeah, Bowl the, City. Yeah, if it's Sinbad, it's this right there oh. next to the ferry building at the end of Mission Street, because it's Market and then Mission. Uh, I'm not sure, what what day and time is that happening? Uh, let's see, the Super Wednesday, Bowl? February 3rd, 4.30 p.m. Wednesday, February 3rd. Yeah, you can look it up on Facebook, too. It's got an interesting write-up about, you know, reports that have been going around for quite some time now about um, people's tents. You know, it's El Nino right now. It's an environmental disaster happening, and we have a lot of people outside, sleeping outside and getting wet. They need their tents. They need their, their, sleep, their sleep materials. And so in order to kind of clean things up for the Super Bowl, um, a lot of uh, the homeless have been um, displaced, and uh, they are calling for a protest about that. Just the, the boondoggle of spending the money that's being spent right now 
um, on Super Bowl without accommodating the homeless. I know another group called uh, First They Came for the Homeless. They've been in here, probably come again maybe next Friday, I'll try to go. I have been talking for quite some time of having this event. This event on right. Super Bowl Day. It's Super Bowl Sunday, isn't it? On Super Bowl Day. Oh, cool, cool, yeah. And yeah. I heard, I've heard like both sides of it, like on Facebook, where people are like, hey, can we just be positive about the Super Bowl and people wanting to, to have warm feelings about the good memories they've had um, in, in enjoying the Super Bowl. And, you know, it's, it's almost kind of taken the place of church. People, a lot of people don't go to church anymore. It's the day that they, you know, come together in ritual. They sing together. They stand together. They do the, you know, kind of the things you do in church. You collect and gather as a family or friends. Right. Yeah, you yeah, share, yeah. You share food. But, yeah. you know, look at the ads that they're advertising, Viagra or whatever, and unhealthful food products that perhaps contribute to needing Viagra and just, you know, really <laughs> the big picture about all the young people who are injured playing football oh, and terrible. how the, um, you know, the with women wanting to get, you know, equal access to sport, to edu um, the, the Title IX, you just say having the, the, the money to play sports too in school, but they don't really play football and, you know, the things women like to do, you know, that, that aren't being paid for. It's kind of patriarchy gladiator sports they're being paid for so yeah, yeah. right uh, and the, and uh, oh my goodness yeah and 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 the the um the presumed uh, influx of human trafficking, specifically human sex trafficking, uh, during during the Super Bowl time, apparently just because there's like so many thousands of people, lots of and lots of men, but that uh, the the um, the predators of uh, who you know the the. Well, not just the the pa the patrons yeah, who are, are the trying to, but of the patriarchy too. They don't want any part of this either. I, I really feel like you know it's you know there there. If you look on Facebook, there's some things to do. Like uh, you know there is a, um I think a volunteer effort they've been putting together additional rape kits, just preparing for the influx of what what happens. Yeah, and also there was a, a South Bay organization. I think they're called the Grateful Garment Project, and they 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 put together um, kits for rape victims too. But they kind of started to focus during the Super Bowl, and they put together a bunch of kits for um, victims of human trafficking who, when they're picked up by the police, are often just have the clothes on their back, which may or may not be very much. And so they've been putting together kits for, of you know, like warm clothes and toothbrushes and stuff like that, so that these people who are victims of trafficking, um, if they get arrested, you know, and get um, picked up, they can at least, you know, have some semblance of, of, uh, of dignity and, and and human feelings and not just be locked up in a, yes. you know, waiting for the next thing to happen. another important part of the kit is actually the kind of criminological data that they collect, which, you know, that's another issue. Them oh, there's a different kind of rape they, kit they, you're yeah, talking that, about. Yeah, that one doesn't get, you know, there are issues with that, those actually not getting analyzed. Right. It's a huge backlog. Right. So especially in the military, too. Well, very unpleasant. Um, <laughs> <very pleasant. laughs> happy friday everybody but, but you know, we're just looking out for each other you know and really? i think this is a, yeah. that's the point is that you know uh, to be aware of of not just the you know the celebration that it can that it can be and you know it's an american tradition and you know san francisco is a world-class city and so of course you know people come here all year round but with this influx of of uh people at this time during the super bowl and uh the the uptick of uh, promoting of you know um, after hours uh, <laughs> after hours fun adult fun uh, we hope it's adult we hope it's consensual 
Well, and we hope uh, that there's to be a re reunion, a revival, a, re a, a resurrection of the Occupy spirit. I see our sister here from Occupy. We'll be speaking of that soon. But this be happening. So, Mona Lisa, so good to see you. So good to have you come through. So glad to have the, the support which you have. You'll be um, a The other few things to announce. Um, uh, I know the Gill Tract Farm is um, calling for people to come out and um, volunteer and just be present and witness what's going on because they're concerned that um, bulldozers maybe um, taking part of the farm very soon um, we're coming up on the fifth anniversary of Occupy right this year oh and um, we're <laughs> so September 17th there's going to be a peace day rally and music festival it's in the works um, to celebrate the fifth anniversary and um, uh, one place that we've been looking is actually uh, Occupy the Farm that kind of came in the 70s. I think, Diamond Dave, maybe you could tell us about that, like, farm core and some of the, like, punk rock scene. But, like, it it, it was a time in the 70s when um, the Potrero del Sol Park area was all concrete, and um, people, families, and neighbors got together. They they chopped out the concrete, and they, they created a farm and where kids could learn about chickens and growing food and touch the land. So that's been that's been going on a long time, and I think it's important for us to to remember those things. Not just you know when we talk about Super Bowl, like who won that game that year or whatever, and what you know the the real history and history of what's going on in the city and the progress that's really happening. I think it's really great that um, we're going to have this anniversary and that we're um, looking for that area there where um, an occupy happened back in the 70s. Right on, Mona Lisa. Thanks for carrying the torch and lighting the way. There's something else. Uh, let's see. Um, there was something else. Oh, we were going to talk about Zika. Oh, the, yeah, the virus. Zika virus. All right. Yes, just the green feminist perspective on that. It's interesting that in El Salvador, they have um, suggested that women not have babies until 2018. And El Salvador is one of six countries that bans all abortion, no matter what, no matter what age the victim, no matter if you're going to die, they, it's banned. In El Salvador, so isn't that crazy that their government is telling women not to get pregnant? Yeah, real mix, real, real uh, short-sighted mixed messages there. But we we wish everybody uh, well, health. Um, look out for one another, um, and uh, you know, act and where you can and talk and, and speak out when you can. And uh, we'd be a voice of all of that. That's what we're about. And what we've uh, helped make happening Friday after Friday after Friday after Friday for quite some time. Hey, Cynthia, you have a report too now, don't you? Oh, yes. Hi, Val. Hi, Diamond Dave. Hi, Cynthia. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me again. I'm that woman who wants to ha see the Hippocrates movement take over the health care system in this country with a grassroots effort. Uh, going through our the restaurants and the grocery stores and the farmers the farmers markets anyone who wants to uh, eat food needs to be aware that your food should be your medicine and i i want to make a political statement that i think it's wrong to force the breadwinners the, the people out there working for a living to work to support a medical care system that is built on scientific corruption um, I, I want to cite something because I, I was at the 
the uh, Texas State House of Representatives testifying that about the amount of corruption, and I mentioned uh, Dr. Abrams, who is a professor related to Harvard, a family doctor who did statistics, and he re evaluated the cholesterol-lowering drugs, the statins. He said that in based on when he went back and reviewed the research, only one out of every 150 patients on the statins actually benefited. The other 149 people simply paid a lot of money and risked a lot of horrible side effects, and those side effects now are believed to also be a risk for dementia. Okay. Oh, yeah. Now, now look at this. We now know that a vitamin K2 actually will prevent atherosclerosis because it is the signal to put to put calcium into your bones. And if the calcium goes into your bones, it doesn't hang around and hide out in your arteries. And that is the better way to prevent atherosclerosis. It's not a cholesterol-lowering drug that is expensive. Our country spends billions of dollars every year paying for those cholesterol drugs um, under Medicare Part D. And when you work for a living and you're and you have health insurance, your health insurance is paying for that, for those people who put on cholesterol drugs, but they'd be much better off on foods with vitamin K2. And there, yeah, there's a vegetarian food popular in Japan, which we could be doing here, called natto. It is fermented soybeans. And it is the highest known source of vitamin K2 that I've seen anywhere. It's 1,000 micrograms a day from a, a serving of natto. And natto, even at the high cost in San Francisco, is about 70 cents a day. Yeah. <laughs> it is also a source of something called pyroloquinolone quinone, or PQQ, that helps your body make more mitochondria, the little energy, you know, in the cells. Yeah. And that has been shown in an animal model that if you have a lot of PQQ in your diet, when there is a stroke event, it doesn't hurt you anywhere near as much. Wow. And it is thought that if you're engaging in activities where you can get head injuries, like sports, if you have a lot of PQQ in your diet, like from natto, <laughs> then you, you aren't going to have the kind of head injury results in the future. So, Amazing. Yeah, and, and it is, it yeah. is, it is a... Uh, a, a dark phenomenon in our country with with especially an older generation but certainly a newer generations getting indoctrinated as well into the western medicine where you have if you go in and then there's a problem you know let's say that there's some sort of deficiency the first thing they want to do is give you some sort of medication they don't want to talk to you about your food your diet your health routine and all of that because the pharmaceutical companies have so much political power in our country oh my god you and, and nailed it yeah <laughs> and so, it, it, I mean, it's profit. It's profit-driven. So we need to be looking out for each other, ourselves, with our own diets, yes, um, yes. And, and trying to find ways to, you know, so, you know, make ourselves healthy from, you know, but foods, see, right? All, all of this information you said, your physician does not know. And we need to put it in their faces that they don't have the information they need by bringing it to them around the medical profession and via the food source, uh, for the food chain. So, so the Hippocrates movement. How do right. people get uh, information about it? Or well, what, you're talking about this food, this food uh, medicine revolution. Last time you were in here, you gave a website. I, for, I forget what it was. Right. Um, I have uh, put up a WordPress. Okay. Um, it is the Hippocrates movement. Um, dot dot WordPress dot com, mm -hmm. and I gave out my my uh, Gmail. I'd, I'd love to hear from people. 
uh, Cynthia period Jean, J-E-A-N-N-E period L-E-E at gmail.com. And what I'm asking for is people to introduce me to the people that own and run restaurants. So let's start introducing concepts in the restaurants, holding events, right, talking about these issues, uh, maybe having an allergy month where we have foods which are really good for allergies or foods which help prevent liver disease. That's mm. what I covered last time was foods that prevent liver disease. So I hope to come in the future with some more ideas. Well, thank you okay. for bringing your ideas here. Thank you for, for putting that out there. We're happy to promote that. Everyone out there is excited about it. Thank you. Uh, most definitely. Most definitely. So start, starting from the source. Keeping it organic, right, Dave? Don't panic. Keep it organic. This be uh, Hippocrates, not hypocrisy. That's right. Hippocrates, not hypocrisy. And you, speaking of the truth, here be our friend James Ellis as he comes every week. James, uh, backed up by, uh, by Blood Flower and anybody else wants to jump in. Take it away, James. Thank you, Diamond Dave. Thank you, Global Val. This is Mr. J. Krishnamurti from his book, The Only Revolution. Meditation is a movement in attention. Attention is not an achievement. For it's not personal. The personal element comes in only when there is the observer as the center from which he concentrates or dominates. Thus all achievement is fragmentary, limited attention <laughs> has no border. Now frontier to cross. Attention is clarity. Clear of all thought. Thought can never make for clarity. For thought has its roots in the dead past. So thinking is an action in the dark. Awareness of this is to be attentive. Awareness is not a method that leads to attention. Such attention is within the field of thought and so can be controlled or modified. Being aware of this inattention is attention. Meditation is not an intellectual process which is still within the area of thought. Meditation is the freedom from thought and a movement in the ecstasy of truth. It was snowing this morning, a bit of wind was blowing and the movement among the trees was a cry for spring. In that light, the trunks of the large beech and the elm had that peculiar quality of gray-green that one finds in old woods where the earth is soft and covered with autumn leaves walking among them. You had the feeling of the wood, not of the separate individual trees with the peculiar shapes and forms, but rather the entire quality of all the trees. Suddenly the sun came out 
There was a vast blue sky towards the east and a dark, heavily laden sky against the west. In that moment of bright sunlight, spring began. In the quiet stillness of the spring day, you felt the beauty of the earth and the sense of unity of the earth and all the things upon it. There was no separation between you and the tree. And the very astonishing colors of the sparkling light on the holly. You, the observer, had ceased. And so the division, as time and space, had come to an end. He said he was a religious man, not belonging to any particular organization or belief, but he felt religious. Of course, he had been through the drill of talking with all the religious leaders and had come away from them all rather despairingly. But without becoming a cynic, yet he had not found the bliss he sought. He had been a professor at a university and had given it up to lead a life of meditation and inquiry. You know, he said, I'm always aware of the fragmentation of life. I, myself, am a fragment of that life, broken, different, endlessly struggling to become the whole and integral part of this universe. I have tried to find my own identity. For modern society is destroying all identity. I wonder if there is a way out of all this division into something that cannot be divided, separated, the men said. We have divided life as the family and the community, the family and the nation, the family and the office, politics and the religious life, peace and war, order and disorder, an endless division of the opposites. Along this corridor we walk, trying to bring about a harmony between mind and heart, trying to keep a balance between love and envy. We know all this too well. And we try to make out of it some kind of harmony. What makes this division? Obviously there's division, contrast, black and white, man and woman and so on, but what is the source? The essence of this fragmentation. Unless we find it, fragmentation is inevitable. Do what you think. What do you think is the root cause of this duality? The man continued, I can give many causes for this seemingly endless division and many ways in which one has tried to build a bridge between opposites. Intellectually, I can expose the reasons for this division, but it leads nowhere. I have played that game often with myself and with others. I have tried through meditation, through the exercise of will, to feel the unity of things, to be one with everything, but it is a barren attempt. Of course. 
mere discovery of the cause of the separation does not necessarily dissolve him. One knows the cause of fear, but one is still afraid. The intellectual exploration loses its immediacy of action when the sharpness of thought is all that matters. The fragmentation of the I and the not I is surely the basic cause of this division. Though the eye tries to identify itself with the not I, which may be the wife, the family, the community, or the formula of God, which thought has made the I, is ever striving to find an identity. But what it identifies itself with is still a concept, a memory a structure of thought. Is there a duality at all? Objectively, there is, such as light and shade, but psychologically, is there? We accept the psychological duality. As we accept the objective duality, it's part of our conditioning. We never question this conditioning. But is there, psychologically, a division? There is only what is, not what should be. The what should be is a division which thought has put together in avoiding or overcoming of the reality of what is. Hence the struggle between the actual and the abstraction. The abstraction is the fanciful, the romantic, the ideal. What is actual is what is. And everything else is non-real. It is the non-real that brings about the fragmentation, not to the actual. Pain is actual. Non-pain is the pleasure of thought, which brings about the division between the pain and the state of non-pain. Thought is always separative. It is the division of time, the space between the observer and the thing observed. There is only what is. And to see what is without thought. As the observer is the ending of fragmentation. Thought is not love. But thought as pleasure encloses love and brings pain within that enclosure. In the negation of what is not. What is remains. In the negation of what is not love, love emerges. In which the I and the not I cease. James Ellis. Just came out of the rain, out of the rainy day of walking in the mission of the rain. 
Jorge Molina and, and, and Trio Cambio have come in. So Jorge, come up there. Trio Cambio, then Jorge, uh, Trio Cambio will be ready. You're going to take us out. It's that's been right. Another, I'm reading a poem by Rumi. Hey, James. Good. Hey, uh, hey Bloodflower. Play along. I got a short poem where these changes occur. That's right. We, hey, Jorge, so good to see you. That's right. We've got 15 minutes of the show left, so he, take it away, Dave. He's going to be the thank you, thank you, sister. Jorge's going to be there on Friday, on Tuesday, in the li library. Trio Gambo is we're gonna wrap, wrapping it up that Tuesday in the library, because they're coming Tuesday. And so it's all connected. Here be, here be uh, Rumi, and um, here be Rumi. Eval, you got a poem, and here be here be Jorge Molina. Jorge, give us those four directions. While I'm reading this, get ready. Here it is. Locked out of life. Locked out of life. Take it away, Jorge. Four directions, sacred four directions. And now, a quick recap of what's happening in the reality world, quote unquote. It's called Stupid Ball. Stupid Ball. Stupid Ball. Stupid Ball. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah,
Diamond Dave, we're going to celebrate your life, brother. Oh we're, going to we're going to celebrate your contribution to humanity. Oh my goodness. You, we are going to celebrate the miracles that you have made throughout your life and how you have taken care of the people, our people, us people. Thank you. Thank you to Radio Mutiny to keep this thing alive. alive People all. around the world, if you're listening to us, remember we are trying to fight for peace. We're praying for peace. Gracias. Thank you. Love is what it's about. That's what we're saying when we put it all together, and that's what it comes to as our common thread. And we got, hey, we got Trio Cambio. They're going to be there at the library on Tuesday, too. That's In fact, right. they're going to take us out. They're going to give us a sample. But Trio Cambio, while you're getting up there, we got V. You got something you want to read and tell the people. Go ahead. Yeah, I just want to read a quick poem called We Must, written by Jack Hirschman, the fo former yeah. poet laureate. Um, yeah, it says here. I found this on the latest issue of Street Sheet, the poetry edition. I found him under a roof of dirty cardboard, found her in a fetal position in a doorway, and Terrell standing under a tree in Civic Center, holding on tightly to the fact of his cart. Now the thing of it is, they all were stiffs. Nothing was breathing under that cardboard, nothing in that grim stone womb of a doorway. And as for Terrell standing under the tree, he might just as well have been a stone, reminder of the cruelty of a system all the homeless know, when every day they see the flag that says, no more room at the inn for you, you dodo. So I joined the army of the poor and took my basic by breaking in. The property Uber allies flag they wear behind the stars and stripes they salute. We're tearing down as we go in to make humanity hu human again and just. It's no longer a matter of either slash or. We must. They've, they've upped the ante in the state of police. They've disappeared more, not less, these weeks. Have made the lie main squeeze. Slap you with whitewash as well as your graffiti. Spread their shit about crime that and crime this. Dissing the poor and dissing the young. And all because crime's their con to keep from getting the real job done which is putting a roof over every head, health care for everyone. That's why these takeovers, that's why these makeovers, and why you brave comrades defy the bust. I accuse private property of depriving us of everything. It's no longer a matter of either slash or. We must. And this is by Jack Hirschman. Hirschman. Yes. Going on in Trio Cambio. You yeah. guys are ready to roll. Okay, okay my announcement is tomorrow there's a community planning meeting organized by the Plaza 16 Coalition. And Plaza 16's coalition is 
no monster in the mission, that's their motto. They want affordable housing for the mission residents, not luxury towers. And we want the mission residents to be able to decide what we want in our community. So no monster in the mission, plan for people, not profits. So Saturday, January 30th, from 10 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., be at City College Mission Campus, room 209, and Mission Campus of City College of San Francisco is at 1125 Valencia Street. Um, the quickest way to get there is you can take the 49 or the 14 bus and get off and get on Valencia. I believe it's 22nd Street. Yeah, it's right there, right there uh, uh, at Bartlett, right there down Kitty Corner from the Revolution Cafe. And, and we'll be there, room 209, coming through. We'll be there. And we'll be back. Hey, Val, Thanks, you, you have something you wanted to read, right? Oh, no, I want Trio Cambio to play their song. Well, let's do it. Go for it, ladies.
Oh, trio cambio. So beautiful. So, so love you guys. So, so glad you're here. Part of my life, part of our life, part of our life together. Finding that common thread and keeping it organic. Take it away, Web out. Well, that was absolutely beautiful. It's a trio cambio. You're a truly transcendent trio. Um, looking forward to hearing you uh, play, perform, and share at the Coret Auditorium on Tuesday night. That's the second, 4.30 to 7.30 p.m. It's Diamond Dave Day in the city. The four supervisors are making the hair two fours and what's ups uh, for <laughs> Diamond Dave Day, declar declared in San Francisco, Groundhog Day. And so uh, come on out, be a part of the event at the Coret Auditorium Tuesday. That's in the main library at Larkin and Grove, uh, downtown Civic Center. Tuesday evening, 4.30 to 7.30. And uh, because it's a rainy day here in the Mission, of course, we'll end the song with Dave's favorite rainy day song, which is uh, Walking in the Mission in the Rain. Wait, what? Can we let them take us out? They're ready. They can take us out, and we just cut them when they're ready. Oh, sure. That's fine. All right, okay. great. So I'm going to read this poem, and then and then uh, Trio Cambio, go for it. All right, so um, in, in light of looking out for one another, here's a very short poem I wrote uh, a couple years back. Very short. It's called Rainy Day Stray. Stray animals invade my dreams and my house. Lights out and they still won't leave. Turning a dry eye on a pathetic cry is more difficult than it seems. Rainy Day Stray, trying to work its way into more than just my garage. So beautiful. And hey, Belle, let's have a, let's let, we're about to go out, we're about to take that walk in the rain, but but, but, but until we do, you'll be trio cambio, take us out in a good way, because I know you will. Hey, one song, hey you guys, go for it.
Thank you for the music. euphoria and stimulate appetite i'm gonna guess waffles <laughs> that is incorrect <laughs> actually alex the food i'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts cannabis-based medicinal extracts that sounds like you're smoking drugs ed no baby there are smokeless safe and less expensive alternative to smoking but can i use it to sleep yes baby good because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Yeah, you. You look like the kind of person who has a sense of humor. Uh, is the radio talking to me? No, I'm on an internet podcast. Uh, I'm talking to an internet podcast? Don't be silly. It's a one-way form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th. And you don't have to. You can buy tickets now on universe.com with 24 national and international visiting comedians and 20 local hosts. You won't want to miss a thing. What if I can't be at every show? Don't worry. All shows will be available for free download at mutinyradio.fm until the internet falls apart. Oh, podcast got it. Can't wait to listen to all these great comedy shows and everything else that's cool at MutinyRadio.fm before the internet falls apart. You too won't want to miss a bit of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival from March 2nd through 6th, 2016. Buy tickets now. Brought to you by Subliminal SF, PBR, The Eagle SF, Brainwash Cafe, Asiento, and the great people at Alta California Botanicals. Have you heard of Subliminal SF? Visual and auditory mind control. Graphic design, 
physical merchandise, live music promotions, go www.subliminalsf.com for the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen, graphic design for every need, and live music promotion at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control. Go to subliminalsf.com now. My friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that every time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pantastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pam Dastics books the best of San Francisco and beyond underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pam Dastics deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for near five dollars every Friday to ten p.m. And I laugh because five dollars—I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak here. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Think I'm funny, Daryl? Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead pets? Shit! From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 